Welcome back to my podcast. Today we find ourselves on the 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time, continuing to read from St. Matthew's Gospel. At the end of April this year, the Pew Research Centre, well known for its research into religious things, found that 27% of Catholics claimed that the disruption caused by the pandemic had strengthened their faith. The researchers also found that Christians are more likely than other religious groups to say their faith has grown stronger as a result of the pandemic. Maybe this shouldn't surprise us because woven directly into the Christian faith is the reality of suffering and the inability for God to be defeated by illness, by hatred, by destruction, or any evil for that matter. For Catholics who come regularly to Mass, we hear this message not just through the scripture readings of today's Mass, but also through the propers of the Masses of the many martyrs who are commemorated throughout the year. But let's not forget how radically new this was to St. Peter and the other apostles when Christ was teaching them about his own suffering and his own death. Peter's reaction that we hear in the Gospel today was natural. Of course he wanted to spare his dear friend from pain and suffering, but he was in error. In contrast to last Sunday's Gospel reading where Christ blesses Peter and confers on him the authority of the keys and the authority of binding and loosing, here we see Christ rebuking Peter. The confession of faith that we heard from St Peter last Sunday was inspired supernaturally by God the Father. Now, we witness St. Peter's natural instincts, objecting to the very idea of a suffering Messiah. On his own, St. Peter cannot see the necessity of Christ's passion for sinners. Pope Benedict XVI, in a general audience of 2006, said this very insightful observation about the Gospel reading of today's Mass, and I quote, Peter wanted as the Messiah a divine man who would fulfil the expectations of the people by imposing his power upon them all. Sometimes we are like St. Peter. We would also like the Lord to impose his power and transform the world instantly. But Jesus presented himself as a human God, the servant of God, who turned the crowd's expectations upside down by taking a path of humility and suffering. God never forces or compels, but chooses a different way. God chooses the way of the transformation of hearts in suffering and in humility. 
and we, like Peter, must convert over and over again. We must follow Jesus and not go before him. It is he who shows us the way. End of quote. And so we hear in the Gospel of today's Mass in verse 21 that our Lord Jesus began to show his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem and there suffer at the hands of the elders and chief priests to be killed and to rise on the third day. He tells them that he had to go by the way of the cross in order to enter into his glory. But he also indicates that suffering and self-denial are central to the Christian life, not just to be tolerated and endured, but are central in the life of those who follow him. You see, brothers and sisters, there is no holiness without renunciation and spiritual battle. If we are to make progress in the spiritual life, then there must be self-denial and mortification and penance, all of those three present in our life. But when these are present in a person's life, then at the same time, the peace and joy of the Beatitudes are also present and they grow stronger. St. Rose of Lima said, Apart from the cross, there is no other ladder by which we may get to heaven. You know, we are reminded of this each time we go to confession. The exhortation after absolution that the priest says has these words, and I quote, May the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, the merits and prayers of the Blessed Virgin Mary, of St. Joseph and all the saints, whatever good you do, whatever suffering you endure, heal you of your sins, help you to grow in holiness and lead you to eternal life. You see, patiently enduring suffering heals our sins, helps us to be holy, and is the pathway to heaven. One simple tradition I recommend on this Sunday as we reflect on the presence and even the necessity of suffering in our lives is to remember to keep a blessed crucifix near the front door of your house. The crucifix reminds us of two things. That being a Christian in a fallen world is not easy. And that Christ's love is strong enough to sustain us no matter what. Crucifix that has been blessed near the door reminds us of those truths at the transition moments of each day, coming and going, when we're usually thinking about our personal plans. Seeing the crucifix reminds us that God has his plans too. Some families even have a tradition of kissing the crucifix when they come home or leave home. Others pause at the threshold, make the sign of the cross 
and say a short prayer. And may I add too the other wonderful tradition of having a holy water font there as well. So as you make the sign of the cross, you use blessed water. Every day as we go about our lives in the world, we are bombarded by advertising images that seek to impinge on our consciousness. So let us surround ourselves and our families with God's advertising, holy signs and holy images, so that when the Son of Man comes in the glory of his Father with his angels, he may reward us according to our devoted service of him.